Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Friday morning on Buckeye Breakdown, and that means one thing. We are 24 hours to kick off. And it's our preview and prediction show. Ohio State and Indiana opening up the 2023 season Saturday at 3.30 in Bloomington. What do we want to see from the Buckeyes, aside from the obvious, starting the season with a convincing win? We'll dive into it next on Buckeye Breakdown. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. This is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Buckeye Breakdown, our Friday morning edition, streaming live on YouTube every morning at 7 a.m. as we get ready for Ohio State to open up the 2023 regular season. If you're listening after the fact, wherever you like to find your favorite podcast, that's great, too. Of course, we're affiliated with Buckeyes Now on Sports Illustrated, the SI Media Group with the Fan Nation Network. Buckeyesnow.com is your home for all the latest news and info for the team. I'm Brendan Gulick, Anthony Meglin along with me as we get ready for a big game tomorrow because it's the next game. They're all big when you only have so many of them in. And uh, it's pretty cool the fact that, you know, you wake up this morning and you say, gosh, it's it's felt like football season is here because we've watched other teams play for the last, you know, two weeks if you think about some high school ball too. Uh, but it is finally time to see Scarlett and Greg go back and, and chase that national title again. Yeah, it's it's really officially back. You know, last night we had uh, we had some Big Ten action, uh, which was a lot of fun to watch. Which I know we're going to dive into here. Was it fun to watch though? Uh, it, I don't know that it was fun to watch. Now that you say that, you're right. It was a little bit of watching paint dry uh, in Minnesota uh, last night. But you had uh, Florida and Utah. That was uh, that was a fun game. So just seeing seeing the action, uh, and you wake up this morning. There's a chill in the air. And uh, I know that you're looking forward to getting over to Bloomington um, along with uh, the rest of Buckeye Nation. So it'll be uh, it'll be a fun uh, 24, 32 uh, ish hours here coming up. It's uh, you know, finally, 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 finally made it. NC State beat UConn. You know, to your point, the Utah Florida game was was actually pretty fun to watch. Big, you know, big, long scoring play in the opening drive or opening play of the game for Utah, which was cool. Um, Nebraska and Minnesota was a really tough watch. <laughs> Three nothing at halftime. Uh, in fact, I'm looking here. I think you know, same same story, different year. Uh, with five minutes to go in the game, Nebraska's win probability was 94. Uh, percent And and even two minutes later, with 2:30 to go in the game, their win probability was 86. percent And they lost in regulation as Nebraska has seemingly perfected uh, finding ways to lose games. They throw an interception late, you know, gave up a a really impressive toe tap touchdown and then uh, a field goal as time expired and uh, Minnesota rise off into the sunset with a season opening win, sending Matt rule back to Lincoln 
with uh, an 0 one record. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's just a tough – some some of those uh, um, we'll call it old-school style Big Ten games where it's just not a lot of action, <laughs> not a lot of points, not something we're accustomed to watching anymore uh, at Ohio State. But, uh, but, yeah, I guess you had that one highlight play where they had the double pass back and forth. It was almost disaster, whereas a little bit of a fumble and then a touchdown. But it, it was that, an unmitigated disaster that turned in unbelievably lucky. But yes. whatever, you know, uh, it was fun to watch. Ball, yes. The ball certainly bounced the right way on that play. So, well, we I, I think a lot of people are hoping the ball is going to bounce the right way for the Scarlet and Gray throughout the course of the season and, and certainly this weekend. Um, you know, I, I think it's maybe it's a little nicer this year than it's been the last couple because I don't feel the same kind of stress and tension that I feel, you know, going into this year's opener. And and maybe some of it is simply just that it's Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to be, you know, a, a offensive or, or, or play down to the Hoosiers, but Ohio State's roster is substantially more talented, even though Indiana, I think, will be a little better than they were last year. Um, I also anticipate that there's probably going to be some times in the first half of this game where it might look a little clunky. I don't think you're going to see a high powered, high octane, you know, Ohio state offense, just thrashing Indiana right from the outset. I, it could happen, but recent history would tell me that's less likely just because it's the first game of the season. And, you know, it takes a little while for everybody to just kind of like settle into things. Uh, maybe a little easier to be a, a defensive guy early in the year. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not a crazy stressful opener and, you know, I, I expect Ohio state to play well. Yeah. And, and I think too, Brennan, that coming off of last year where it was top of the, you know, it was, you're playing Notre Dame, it's a top 10 matchup to start. And really, you know, you make a really good point there from an offensive perspective. It's hard to, it, it's, it's always clunky. Like it doesn't, this isn't, um, significant to just Ohio state. You watch USC a couple nights ago. There were some there were some um, growing pains, if you will, just making sure everything's on the same page. And it's really challenging from an offense on the offensive side because to be successful on offense, like eleven guys have to execute every single play. It doesn't on the defensive side. You could have nine breakdowns, but a cornerback makes a really sweet play and picks the ball off, and it's a successful play for the team, and everyone's all happy. But there was nine missed assignments on that play in theory. On offense, if you have even one missed assignment, the play's blown up every single time. So it's really uh, a challenge, especially early on in the year, to establish that chemistry. We've I've touched on it uh, throughout the week. You know how big chemistry is, and and how big it is that uh, Ohio State was kind of bringing a lot of competitions into this week. Um, so expect some growing pains. Don't expect it to look flawless um, at the start, and then also know that the big play is right around the corner. I think that that kind of gets lost when you're when you're discussing a new quarterback and you're discussing some of the things we have. You know, you're one slant to Marvin Harrison away from seven points, six points, or you know, you're you're one go ball to Emeka Buka away from you know lighting up the scoreboard. So that's going to happen. Uh, don't expect it to look maybe uh, like the, like a finished product um, early on on Saturday because it, let's be frank about it, it's it's not, and there's going to be a lot of things that the guys got to work through. Um, and that's common across the board. That's common across every program uh, in the country. So in this show, I think we like to each kind of work through, you know, three things we'd really like to see this weekend that, you know, they can be as, as bold or not bold as you'd like, as your, as your, 
you know, talking about different things, but just where your attention is. Uh, and then, you know, we'll get, we'll give a final score prediction at the end. Uh, I think we did have one area, a little bit of crossover, maybe mine's a bit more specific, but as it relates to defensive backs, mm-hmm. I, I want to see Denzel Burke play really well. I think there is a serious need for his resurgence and it sounds like he's had a really good camp. He's, he, he certainly, um, he, he seems confident. So mm-hmm. that's, a, you know, a big first step. Uh, he admitted last year was not great. He had a, a solid freshman year for sure. And then the sophomore season definitely slumped off. So uh, Denzel Burke is, is going to be a huge key in that defensive backfield. I think the Buckeyes have got to find a way to be able to lean on him. I agree. And we talked a lot yesterday about what they're going to face. And I think this is a great test, not only for Denzel Burke, but for the rest of the secondary. And we touched a little bit on Sonny Styles earlier in the week, but the rest of the crew, Josh Proctor, Jordan Hancock, Denzel Burke, like I think it's really important with the way that last season ended that these guys look the part uh, and, and they look good. And this is a really good test to do so, right? You got some explosion, um, explosive plays that are going to be happening from the Indiana side of the ball. But these, this is a big group of receivers, like large dudes who, who are going to be able to make plays over the top. Um, and you want to see Ohio State and, and this defensive backfield be in the correct position, not once or twice, but be in the correct position at all times. Because uh, I, think it's, I think it's very, very important for the psyche of this defense uh, to not give up that big play. And a lot of those big plays last year and those, those explosive plays just came from broken down coverage. Like, you know, you think back to the Michigan game, you get guys running wide open down the field, um, not within 10 yards. There's no corner within 10 yards or no defensive player uh, within 10, 15 yards. And you just don't want to see that. You don't want to be up 50, 49 to nothing and then have one of those. And then it's like, uh oh, we're back. We're back to those bad thoughts and those bad things. So I think that um, I agree with you that it's, it's a big emphasis on Denzel Burke tomorrow. Uh, just look good. Look the part. Be in the right position. Make great plays. We don't need pick sixes. Just knock the ball down and make a tackle if you give up a catch. Absolutely. All right. I had I let off. You jump in next. Yeah. My my the one thing that I want to really focus on on the offensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. We've talked about the receivers. We've talked about the running backs. Um, one thing that I'm just going to have my eye on. I don't think it's going to be a game changing factor, but I want to see how the tight ends look. Uh, I think Cade Stover played a played a significant role. Maybe not statistically last year. Uh, came in 36 catches, 406 yards, uh, five touchdowns. Um, so really high production, um, especially when you get down in like the red area. Um, I think that he was, you know, especially getting low um, towards the end zone. He was a guy that was a red zone target. Um, so I'm really curious to see how they use him because it is so hard uh, at Ohio State. You got you got guys everywhere that need the football um, and you can make arguments that everyone should get a target on every every single play. Um, and I think Kate Stover is such a, a key component of the Ohio State offense. Uh, with the way that we run the football and how effective that is. Uh, but also timely catches. A quarterback's best friend is a tight end. Um, that is, that's true with veteran guys. That's especially true with guys who haven't played before. And that's what you're going to get with Kyle McCord and Devin Brown is that, hey, your security blanket is going to be your tight end. So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing not only how they use Kate Stover, but the improvements that he's made. Um, and where he's going to make his impact um, on this Ohio State offense. I think it's going to be – he's going to be a nice little key um, to, to see how far um, I think this offense can go. 
you know, it it doesn't sound like a, a bold take anymore, but two years ago, before these two guys had really burst on the scene, I was so excited to watch Cade Stover and Tommy Eichenberg play because they they were quickly becoming my favorite Buckeyes. They just they they have the it factor that not a lot of guys have, and I'm not even the least bit surprised to see they're both named captain this year, along with Xavier Johnson, who also certainly uh, has some of that it factor. But God, Tommy and and Cade are just they're old school grizzled guys cut from a different cloth. And they don't talk a lot, and they don't need to, and they want to go out and hit you. And and it's a sure, coach. Whatever you need, I don't care where it is. Just let me go play. Um, I, I I love watching those two guys play, and I hope Kate Stover has a monster year. It's pretty yeah. cool they're both back. Uh, and I would add too that they are the kind of guys that change a locker room and and yeah. really improve. Uh, you know, um, I guess morale of of a locker room and, and something that. Um, is really important when you're talking about a team like, hey, we know that we're going to get Cade's best. And, and when you're and you on the other side of the ball, you know, you're going to get Tommy's best. And that's not on Saturday. That's on Monday in the weight room. That's on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at practice. That's on Fridays at walkthrough. You're going to get these guys best. And that not that not only improves their individual game, but it also puts a sense of urgency on the rest of the team. Like we don't want to let these guys down because we know what Tommy sacrificed. We know what Cade sacrificed. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's a huge boost um, for the team. They're guys that they're just football guys through and through uh, the kind that you want to coach, the kind that you want to play with um, and the kind that you want to root for on our side. So I'm really excited about that. Second thing I, uh, I have on my list here is that I, I really want to see Ohio state take care of the ball. One turnover max. I don't care if it's a fumble or an interception. Um, essentially you know you're going on the road to open the season and the reality is there's going to be a lot of talk about quarterback play because that's been the hot story in the offseason um the rest of this roster is is absolutely loaded and coming back and they have goals of winning a national championship and they're you know they seem realistic if they can stay healthy and they get steady quarterback play, that's a realistic goal for sure. They can absolutely win the national title this year. Let's just see how they how they look. And, and let's – I don't know. I'm, I'm not willing to pound my fist on the table quite yet until I actually see some results. But um, what, what I'm trying to get at is you have to go on the, biz, uh, on the road and take care of business and recognize that, you know, you're expected to execute at a place like Indiana. It's mm-hmm. it's not a game that should be very close. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not you cover the spread is irrelevant. Just figure out a way to to go and and look the part. And and part of that is don't turn the ball over. Exactly. And and the, a lot of turnovers uh, early in the year, especially, are self inflicted. Um, you know, you don't want to see bad decision making. By by the, whoever's playing quarterback, uh, make sure there's no there's no balls in danger. We always talked about that um, in my coaching days. You know, you 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 can watch the tape on Saturday, and not every incompletion's created the same. Not every touchdown's created the same, but not every interception's created the same. You know, there could be a situation where a ball gets tipped, whatnot, whatever. But you want to make sure that there's no balls in danger. Um, so making sure we're making making good decisions. Um, and then, you know, from carrying the football, you just don't want to see any slop, right? You know, you got veteran guys. There's everyone who 
who's going to touch the ball uh, tomorrow is going to be a veteran guy who's done it before, who's been in the end zone before, who's made catches before. Let's just be clean. Be clean. And I couldn't agree more. Uh, there's no reason for for, for turning the rock over. So uh, I, I agree with you um, on that standpoint, making it a clean afternoon um, of, of offensive football. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, number two for you. Number two for me, uh, we touched touched on the big plays um, a little bit ago, but I want to see a containment, a full containment uh, of Jalen Lucas. Um, I'm from a fan perspective. I'm curious to see how uh, how Indiana uses him. Um, so it'll be fun to watch. You know, they're going to have him. He's going to be kick, returning kickoff. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see. He's going to be used in different places around the offense. Um, it'll be really important to see. Um, the Ohio State defense adjusts to where he's at. You know, if he's in the backfield, making sure that, you know, we're containing everything in there. If he's in the slot on the other side, if he's on the outside, just making sure that we we keep those big plays down. Uh, because like I said a little bit ago, once one happens, you just don't want that to get back into it. I believe someone said, I believe it was Xavier Johnson said it the other day um, in his presser. And they, the question was, how do you know when you've solved the big plays? And it was when they don't happen anymore. Um, and I think that is a great goal to have, um, making sure that nothing big um, happens, you know, at any level of the defense. So excited to see how the uh, how the Buckeyes contain Jalen Lucas from all the hype that he's had. Um, and, and I think, uh, you know, it's going to be a really good test uh, for the Bucs. I said number two. Was that number three? You, you uh, mentioned Kate Silver, you mentioned DBs, you mentioned Jalen Lucas. Am I just losing my mind? Yeah, yeah, maybe that is three. I think that, that that could be number three. It doesn't matter. I think that uh, big plays and Jalen Lucas in the secondary all, all kind of loop together. So we'll give that my number two. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, last thing I wanted to touch on was, you know, this th- this is not something we've mentioned at all all week, and it's not necessarily related, you know, as specific to this game, but we are officially starting the season now. Uh, where Ohio State's seniors uh, are are well, I guess they're technically they're uh, they're a mix. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the the upperclassmen here are, are Ryan Day's first recruiting class. Cal mm-hmm. McCord, you know, and, and Jack Sawyer were his obviously his first two signees in that class. Um, that class at the time was like the fifth highest rated class ever signed, and so the combination of, you know, who is coming in and the hype around them um, justifiably made for exceptionally high expectations. Mm -hmm. And I think in a lot of ways, the Buckeyes have met those. They just haven't 
gotten a national championship out of it yet. And they haven't beaten Michigan the last two years. Mm-hmm. And so the question is like, okay, you know, have you achieved your goals? Um, in fact, last night I did a local radio hit in Cleveland and and was asked about, you know, if Ohio State doesn't win the national championship, is the season a failure? I I hate the all or nothing expectation in college athletics, I especially that Ohio State places on itself. I think it's a little too aggressive to just say, well, we didn't win the national title. It's a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they talk about, hey, look, last year, we did we didn't achieve two of our three goals right they they didn't beat michigan they made the college football playoff uh but they did not win the national championship the year before that they didn't achieve any of them they lost to michigan and they never even got to the playoff despite a rose bowl win that you know i, I don't think ohio state fans will ever forget so <clears throat> i i think there is an onus on you know that group of guys that Ryan day brought in, in, in that recruiting class um, to go out and set the tone for the season. Mm-hmm. And I expect that they're going to do that. I don't have any, any doubts that they will, but uh, I think the spotlight's a little brighter and, you know, you even heard somebody like Mike Hall talk about it this week and say, look, you know, when, when someone said, Hey, have we seen the best of you? What's that look like? And so on and so forth. He, he didn't really want to say a lot. It was basically just, You'll see this week we're we're uh, we're pretty laser focused on what's in front of us, um, and you know for for a couple of the comments I've gotten on social media that um, you know if the Bucks win the national championship but lose to Michigan then it's then it's not an unsuccessful season. Um, I don't know if you'll convince the players of that. I'm just yeah. going with that. It's a uh, it's an immense amount of pressure to to have. Um, all the time. And, and I think that makes, that's very challenging. And that's the standard at Ohio state. Um, you know, whether that's right, wrong or indifferent is up for argument, but uh, it's just an immense amount of pressure to walk around with every single day because one slip up in the way that I, I also think the way that, you know, the, the playoff is created is that it's one slip up in your season's a failure. Um, and then, you know, your four years at Ohio state's a failure uh, or four or five, you know, this class. Um, so it is uh, it's just an immense amount of pressure. And I think that this team is up for it. I think that this this kind of loops into my last point that I wanted to touch on. And that's the quarterback play. But it all it all ties back together uh, because because of what the standard is at Ohio State, it's beat Michigan. And Michigan isn't the Michigan of the last 15 or the majority of the last 15 years where they've been a little bit down. You know, this is a legit team. Penn State's a legit team. I don't think Wisconsin's going to be there quite yet, but they're going to be good. You don't want to you don't want to slip up there. You don't want to slip up anywhere. Um, and, and and starting tomorrow uh, will be a really good look at you know how this team is prepared, what their attitude is. You know, it's going to be. I think it's going to be a very businessmanlike attitude where they go in, hopefully take care of what they got to take care of, and get out of Dodge, get back home um, to for for the next group. So uh, I agree with you. This is uh, it'll be it's an exciting time for this last group or for this, uh, uh, for this, you know, Ryan did this recruiting class, um, you know, because, you know, this is really their last chance to, to go at it. Um, so I think that's a great point. It ties back into my, my the last point that I want to touch on. Um, and I just want to see how the quarterbacks respond. I think you're going to learn a lot um, about each of the guys, um, especially Kyle McCord early. Um, how is he responding? How does he respond to a little bit of adversity? 
um, you know, is, is what I'm really interested in. If there is a three and out, if there is a, um, a situation where, you know, maybe there is a turnover, you know, how is he going to respond to that? And then on the flip side, how is Devin Brown going to take advantage of whatever reps he gets, uh, whenever that may be? You know, Coach Dave mentioned that he, he's going to get meaningful snaps um, against, you know, against some of the starters and, and in um, when the game's still a game. So that'll be interesting to see how he comes out, how he deals with that. Uh, but I'm really curious to see how Kyle McCord uh, looks, um, and, and, you know, just in terms of playing the position and then how he responds to any type of adversity um, that he's going to face tomorrow because it's inevitable. You're going to face some downs tomorrow. Um, how do you respond and, ha- and how do you, uh, you know, continue to push forward? So excited to watch Ohio State get out there and, and get after it tomorrow. And, and maybe some of it, too, is because there's really only a couple other games around the country that are expected to be, you know, high um, high energy, really good games. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only one matchup around the country where two ranked teams are playing against each other. And it, it should be a good game, Florida State and LSU. Um, North Carolina, South Carolina could be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Virginia, Penn State could be a good game. Um, but I think everybody's kind of looking forward to just like, okay, let's let's get back into it. And whether you're playing a conference opponent or not, um, see if you can go out and make a good first impression. Mm-hmm. With that, it's time to figure out, okay, what is your final score prediction? Uh, I've got one written down here that I've been I've been noodling on all week. What, uh, you want to go first? Or you want to go second? Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll go first here. Uh, I think early in the week when we we've discussed it, you and I kind of off air in between shows. Where, yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot of points to cover. I don't know how it's going to be. And then after learning a lot about the Indiana team, I think Ohio State's going to be just in, in fine shape. Uh, I think that they're going to be able to run the football. Um, and you're going to have big plays. And I think on defense, um, if all things go well, um, I think we're going to be able to, uh, to to stop everything Indiana's trying to do. So I don't think it's going to be close as I did earlier in the week. Um, so my my final score prediction, 52 uh, to 10 uh, Buckeyes. Um, get, get up early, uh, get up early and often, get the starters out, get everyone back to Columbus safely, um, and get some of those young guys. Uh, a chance to get in, score some points, and then tack on a field goal somewhere in between. So uh, 52 to 10 uh, is, is what I'm thinking. 52 to 10. I see a couple in the uh, couple in the comments here, 49-10, 56-14. It's, it's obvious that uh, nobody thinks this game's going to be particularly tight. Um, I don't either, but I am actually picking Ohio State not to cover the spread. I think it's going to be a 41-14 game. Um, there's just something about season openers that I've seen enough of where it feels a little clunky. And I don't know if that means, you know, uh, turnovers. Uh, I mean, I even think back to CJ Stroud's first start at Minnesota. He, he threw some balls over the middle of the field that were high incompletions that sailed over receivers heads or, you know, ultimately they were a little bit dangerous, but it, he certainly wasn't the CJ Stroud that looked like he could win the Heisman trophy. Um, you know, certainly, uh, two months into his, into his first year. And from that point forward. So I just, I don't know. I, I, I have high expectations for Kyle McCord and, and certainly for Devin Brown when he gets in there. Um, I just don't know if it's going to be a, a, a 50, you know, a 50 burger or whatever uh, against Indiana right out of the gate. Certainly not, you know, th- not that they are capable of it, but I, I'm uh, I am prone to think it's going to be a little bit tighter than that. Yeah, it, it, it certainly could be. Um, we've seen it before. You mentioned, I remember those CJ that CJ Stroud game. I mean, everyone was kind of calling for his head afterwards um, uh, against Minnesota. And thankfully, Ryan Day has a long leash, especially with these young guys. Let them learn. It's it's a learning process. 
see how it goes. But 41-14, I don't hate it. I, I don't hate it at all. I'm on the on the, on the flip side. I have them covering the spread um, and uh, potentially going over in points if you kind of caught my drift there. So um, I uh, that's what I think. 52 to 10 is my guess. 41-14, George. Um, we'll see. We'll see who's right. What we can do. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we got a ton of coverage planned for you all weekend long. Please go to BuckeyesNow.com. We've got a bunch of stuff from this week, uh, and we will have a ton over the next 48 hours leading up to and then certainly in the uh, immediate aftermath of the game. Um, I'll be in Bloomington on site. Anthony will be covering from home. Um, we'll do a, a, a quick pregame you know, hit uh, you know, at some point tomorrow. I'm not entirely sure when it'll depend a little bit upon um you know what the the setup looks like in bloomington um and then we will certainly be at and stream live the post-game press conference uh and then we'll do a, a podcast uh, after the game is over uh our pregame hit might be a little bit quicker but it'll be you know some sort of connection with your pregame uh but we'll have a post-game show that you know we'll we'll break down just the immediate reaction of uh of, of what we thought and felt and saw uh, and then Sunday morning, we'll dive in with maybe a little bit more level head uh, and give you more of a what we learned style uh, style show before we get into to next week's coverage. So a lot coming on, on our video side. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's the best way to support us. That'd be great. You can find us on social media as well at Buckeyes Now underscore FN. Uh, again, part of the uh, Sports Illustrated Media Group and the Fan Nation Network. Um, so we'll see you, uh, see you in Bloomington tomorrow. For Anthony Meglin, I'm Brendan Gulick. It's Friday. The Buckeyes play uh, tomorrow afternoon. Can't wait. 3.30 kickoff over in Bloomington. See you then.